Hello, good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight, folks, we welcome you to show number 787. Our guest this evening on Red Barn Radio is Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. It's fun for us to have artists on the program who are not content to recycle the same material, recording after recording, who embrace change and growth, who are not afraid to squint at the mirror to see what else might reveal itself. Nick Dittmeyer is one such artist. He's from southern Indiana. He's been on Red Barn before and only recently has released a new set of songs called Heavy Denim. Months ago, we saw Nick and the guys open for Los Lobos in Lexington. It was fun watching a crowd get swept up in it, as I was with what was happening on that stage. We are really glad he could bring the band down to Red Barn for you tonight. Welcome Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, 
NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Nick Dittmeyer has been writing, recording, and touring his music not only across the states but also in Europe for over a decade now. From back in 2013 when he released his first EP uh, solo, Nick brings several collections of really great music for you to check out. Media outlets ranging from No Depression to Pop Matters praise the power of Nick's brand of Americana and the craftsmanship of his storytelling. His band is the Sawdusters. That's Nick on guitar, J.D. McInder on bass, and Josh Bradley on drums. Welcome Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Folks, our guest on the program tonight is Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. If you like the sound of Nick and his guitar, there's a lot of music out there to listen to. He did a couple of EPs in the early part of last decade, 2013 and 2014, and the last three years since 2018. And then he also did Companion in 2021, and now Heavy Denim. Is that right? Uh, well, yeah, Companion was 2019. Well, during the pandemic, we did a... A split with it where I found this live set that I had done before everything shut down that I didn't hate 
we have it on vinyl, and so it's like one half of it's that live set, the other half's like an EP. Was that by design, or did you feel like, I, I gotta have some more material I put out there? Well, I, I wanted to do a release with it in some way. I felt good about the set. You know, it's only like four or five songs, you know, that I picked out of like 10 that I did. You know, when I wasn't expecting it, I was like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't so bad. I, I could feel good about it. <laughs> so I sent it to, to like an engineer and, you know, because it was just like basically two tracks and, uh, so I sent it to the engineer and, you know, he was able to do some stuff with it. So that's kind of how that came about.
Do you like to play solo? No, not anymore. I prefer to play with the band, actually. Yeah, I, I so believe it. I don't want to be like the best at playing acoustic guitar kind of thing. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> be with other people, you know. So. I want to talk about all kinds of things, including sort of the way that your music is evolving, especially yeah. in recent years. But before we do that, let's chat some about how music was born into your life. My grandma is a music teacher, and she got me my first guitar. It was just something out of a classroom. I started playing guitar in like the summer between my sixth and seventh grade year. She'd show me stuff on piano and stuff, and then she had this guitar that she brought home. She had one of those like Mel Bay books. I don't oh, know if, yeah. they st if people even still bother with those things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was like, you know, the early, the easy chord and then reading, you know, where you would like play like Michael Rowe, your boat ashore uh -huh. or something like House that. House of the Rising Sun. Uh, yeah, I, dude, I think on. that was even too edgy for this Mel Bay, <laughs> this Mel Bay book. My dad played and then my great grandfather, they had these like recreational orchestras, like swing bands and like Louisville Gas and Electric. And so he was like the band leader for like the Louisville Gas and Electric. I never met the guy. He died like way before I was born. So there was like music around. My grandma, she's still teaching kind of. She's like 85. But she kind of pointed me in the right direction, like understanding theory and things and trying to like learn like music, music. Yeah. Being hammering rocks, all damn day. In a tiny little piece is low, the gods to be better away. The dirt on my nails and the sweat running down my brow don't time somehow hammering rocks nearly all damn day I'm digging this hole in the yard digging the hell does it got to be this hard yeah my back in the pain of my legs I feel make me want to quit and borrow and steal digging this hole I'm dragging these wheels down the road. Pills of my coffee, black diesel and spool. If they don't matter how hard I try, gotta keep these wheels in white line. Dragging these wheels down the road. Here we go. I'm somehow Hammering rocks All damn day I'm hammering rocks Nearly all damn day
I live in a place called Jeffersonville, Indiana. How far is that from Louisville, Kentucky? Oh, like a mile. So it's like right across. It's yeah, on the yeah, river. it's the Louisville metro area. So there's your family influence. I mean, your family's loaded with people who sort of conveyed to you that music was a valuable thing. And, and yeah, like you could see people go do. and do it. You know, you know, they, they weren't like playing in like clubs or anything, but yeah. it was a thing that it was like tangible that you could be a part of that, I guess. Well, yeah, right, all that much better that they weren't necessarily doing it for a living. They were doing it because they enjoyed music. Yeah. By the time you got into high school, yeah. were you at that point already kind of well underway with your ability to play and playing with other people and so forth? I definitely could play, but it took me a long time to like get it together kind of thing, you know, and I'm still figuring that out in a lot of ways. Turned and walked away. 
you say, I'm still learning a lot, and that's great. You're a lifelong learner. Do you feel critical of yourself as a player? Like solos, I don't like a lot of flashy solo guitar playing. Like yeah. there's a time and a place oh, for that, right. and I'll do it. But for the most part, that's, that stuff's really boring to me. And I would rather have a part that's like a constructed part to something than just kind of be noodling. I'm not great at explaining myself at this point because I was in my house for 15 months. I lost a little bit of touch oh, how to talk to people. That's so, okay. Yeah. That's okay. We played the show in Cleveland the other day, and a guy came up to us after we played, and he said, I'm really glad you get, don't talk a lot between songs. And I took that as, <laughs> as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You don't know the truth. You don't know the truth. Is not the way we play when we head out on the road on Thursday morning. All the walls I build around my heart, I understand. Come crashing down without warning. You don't know.
early on when you got into the electric instrument, it seems like you really like a Fender-y sound. Who did you feel was a big influence on your playing? Like, as of right now, uh, retrospectively, yeah, like Mark Knopfler, for yeah. sure, Lowell George, Vince Gill, uh, Jerry Reed, uh, Richard Thompson, a lot of the guys mm. that just didn't do a, you know, a lot of their own weird style that they kind of, that show you saw us play opening for Los Lobos, like, they're like guitar heroes of mine yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't like people to go, like, too far off the reservation with it, but, uh, like, just do, you know, like, a lot of tasteful stuff. That's what I'm trying to do. Good news out of Indy, I won't have.
We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Leaving a letter, a recipe, go by the door for the DAB, going straight, chances are gone, sooner or later I'll be moving on. I'm 65, oh, what's a 10, oh, pull off it full of king. Confessions with my hotel pins. Only write confessions with my hotel pins. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. Only write confessions with my hotel pins. Only write confessions with my hotel pants. I'm here with Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters. Uh, it's Nick on guitar, J.D. McIndoe on bass, and Josh Bradley on drums. Uh, last year in Europe, we did uh, nine countries, 37 shows in 41 days. Wow. The, the real only day <laughs> off. Didn't we have like a day off in Belgium to do laundry or something? Uh, and we bowled. Yeah. Yeah, That's about it. <laughs> you decided <laughs> that you... Belgian Bowen Alley. Yeah. They're a lot like the Bowen Alleys in the States. <laughs> and we were lucky to get to tour because of the regulations. I was going to say, how did that happen? We were, it's just, it was just dumb luck. Like, there was like a month in that entire year that we could have fit it in, and they were starting to shut everything down while we were leaving, and they had just barely opened things up. When we, like, it was, it was, we were like one of the only bands in the world over there. At the time. <laughs> when like, we, were, we were coming home, the only people that could fly back were... Uh, U.S. citizen. Yeah, and we had to we had to take a go to a health center and pass a a COVID test. So we were like on pins and needles because we, yeah, we I, I think they would make you like live in a I don't know what they would do. We didn't ask. <laughs> we <No>. yeah we, <laughs> we did get that we, far. We did decide if anybody didn't pass <laughs> that they were staying by themselves. Yes, uh, that's <laughs> true. That, yeah, because everybody would just uh, else would just fly home. So yeah, like places you couldn't you know have more than a couple people in them, and you had to like have mat. They were they were much more diligent about a lot of the protocol. 
So we found this laundromat in this small town. We walk in the laundromat, and this woman just comes out and starts screeching at us in Dutch. Like, doesn't speak. It's a rare instance where you meet someone that does not speak any English. They could only have, like, two people in the, in the, in the laundromat, and then Josh was standing on the, uh, the, uh, the bell. The bell was going crazy in there, and uh, we struck up a weird friendship with this woman. We were in this place, like, three different times, and we were like, oh, we'll just take it back over there. And, like, they did it all. They did have someone that knew a little bit of English that would talk to us, but mainly it was her yelling, <laughs> yelling at us. Every interaction. A lot of yelling and pointing. Yes.
How have people responded to some of your sort of new directions? May maybe in my head I, I thought I was making a different record than I did. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Making this record as well was uh, mistakes I made in previous albums. This is what we did differently. We are able to play all the parts on these records live. There's not a lot of layering actually on the on the record. Uh, it's a lot of it is just us, dude. We we probably did almost all of this record in like two days. I definitely did all the vocals in in less than eight hours. So a lot of it was just hammering in pre-production. You know, we went to Europe for six weeks. We were then back in the U.S. like the last three months of 2021. So a lot of that was playing these songs live. Within what the record is, there's a lot of what's referenced about like different equipment or different sounds or kinds of stuff like that, but at the, at the heart of it, it is really the three of us, like, pulling this stuff off. As we, like, did pre-production, writing on the record, and started to introduce songs into the set list, I wanted to, like, play as much of that, like, interpret as much of that as I could. Hmm. If that, yeah. yeah, cool. I grew up, uh, I grew up on the Ohio River in uh, southern Indiana, and uh, there's always a lot, of, a lot of loud noises. Eventually, you just start tuning them all out. There was a shipyard outside my bedroom window for, like, 15 years, and after a while, I, I didn't, re you know, didn't hear it anymore. The song's called Rhythm of the Train. Yeah. 
that me with heart got them southern blues a living in the crossroads paying our dues hard times nothing you can't get clean a bed less the train gonna get a film morning gonna draw my best survive another day That's a train song. Yeah, this next one we're going to play is called Things Are Getting Strange. It's, uh, it's off the new album here. Things are getting straight, 
JD, was that your first time touring over in Europe? It was Josh's first time. I've been over there with five different bands, but this was by far the best band I've been with. It was great. This was a really, really positive experience. It was intense. We all get along real well, and we're mm. it's really like a mild-mannered bunch. Even though it was weird because we had to mask and there was all kinds of restrictions, it's the easiest European tour I've ever done. Huh. I've been doing this way too long to mention, and uh, this is the easiest band I've ever been in. Hmm. Talk about tours that you've done here in this country, in different regions of this country, and where you've enjoyed going most. Uh, I'd never been up to Minnesota before, in like Wisconsin, the upper, upper Midwest, and we, we've got more dates through the upper Midwest like from here to the end of the year, almost up to the point where it's too cold to go up there. It's like we're living in a weird time warp in a way because we played this place in Iowa and they were like, oh, yeah, you've been here recently. I was like, dude, that was like six years ago I played uh. this room, you know, and going up there is great. People are really nice. It's, it's kind of it's kind of European in a way, the way people treat bands. This song's called Wildcat Creek. Is home for you, does it continue to be a sweet spot? You know, I don't I don't know how much I participate in being home. I don't feel like I participate that hard in being at home because, you know, we're right next to Louisville, too, and people ask me what's going on in there, and I'm, I don't always know. That's something you kind of sacrifice. I stay where I am because it's really inexpensive to live there, and then I can kind of tour around. We're, we're close to so many cities. That's a big positive versus living in a bigger city that would be more expensive to live in. As far as that translating to songs, I think it's there probably that inevitably all these weird stories all get kind of woven into something. I mean, growing up, 
the bands that I liked that made me want to play this kind of music, like a band like the Drive-By Truckers or the old 97s or something, that was always put under the alt-country umbrella, which is fine. It's fine for me. That doesn't bother me. It's kind of like the all-encompassing American art form, everything from like blues to bluegrass kind of stuff is what it all kind of fits into that umbrella. Later in the mailbox, probably just a bill. The no campaign, but the sins and still. Gonna pretend I'll see it there. Later in the mailbox, probably just a bill. There's an old holy roller knocking at the door. Gonna pretend I ain't a home no more. I pray for salvation, but I'm not so sure. Holy roller knocking at the door. My trouble now, tell me about yours. Every dark cloud got me running doors. Two by two in a raising pool. But all the trouble can't take it no more. Red tail hawk by my chicken coop. Stalking my birds all afternoon. Gonna ruin myself with a Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. 
Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are so many people to thank for our program. First, Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters, our guest this evening. We are also tremendously grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. Uh, we want to thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Now, before we uh, close out tonight's program, we'd like to ask uh, Nick and the Sawdusters if they could do one more tune for us. Excellent. All right. This song's, uh, this song's about heavy machinery. <laughs>
put on a show Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. <laughs> 